The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Three... Two, one. What's happening, world? My name is Norm Steele, and I'm with my guy and former convicted scammer himself. Gorilla B-L-A-C-K, and um, a lot of you might know me as Charles Williamson. Some may know me as Gorilla Black. Um, but we definitely, we're going to break down this thing, man, you know, called scams. I did almost nine years, two months in a federal uh, facility for stealing almost 20 thousand credit cards in the tune of almost 20 million dollars 20 million dollars man you was getting busy wasn't you? i was definitely getting busy <laughs> you was get, you was getting busy man you know um today man we're going to talk about one of the most prolific scammers i won't say of all time but she was pretty good definitely peggy ann full aka mama yes definitely peggy ann 
Fulford here today on Scams on Episode 1. This is going to be the Peggy show for y'all, man. So definitely I want y'all to get y'all popcorn and get your soda or whatever drinking, man. Me and Steel, we finna delve into Peggy Ann. We go deal into it, man. So what was up with Peggy, man? Peggy Ann, you know, she was a well-spoken, intelligent, sophisticated scammer. Um, she developed a business acumen, and she was able to develop good, you know, very good and very close personal relationships with most of her clients. Um, when you look back at, you know, her life, this woman was born in 1958, somewhere down up in New Orleans, beautiful, light-skinned Creole woman. She graduated from high school and attended Spelman, but she dropped out right after she had got pregnant. Um, she was married over five times, and they say the third time is like a charm. And she was able to marry her husband, and he was a very wealthy doctor. And she was living the high life, the American dream pretty much. They moved to Georgia to a beautiful um, palatial home out there, 12,000-square-foot home in the country club area. And her husband owned a company named Premier Healthcare Group where she managed pretty much millions of dollars of the company's assets. So she did have some kind of financial acumen. Yeah, she okay. definitely did. All right, so she just wasn't just just out there just totally being a pretender? No, she wasn't totally being a pretender. Um, I think with, you know, at that time with her husband having such a successful business and, you know, she was pretty much the brains behind the finance of it. So she had delved in, you know, the financial world on a high level pretty early off in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as far as her clients, I know she stayed primarily in the world of um, athletics, professional athletics. And she had a few other um, people from different segments. But we we start off with the athletes first. Um, I guess, um, who was her first athlete? I think her first athlete, I want to say, is... Travis Best? Travis Best. And that was pretty much, you know... It really began with her, this young NBA rising star. Um, she finessed her way into man managing almost $3.5 million of his contract, you know, earnings. She was supposed to, you know, delve and pay his bills, manage his finances, pay his taxes, and also to make, you know, a lot of sound investments for him. Mm -hmm. um, but court documents would show that she would set up joint accounts and she had this secret account and in where she would funnel millions of dollars to fund her extravagant lifestyle pretty much. And so she would take frequent trips to Neiman Marcus and Saks Fifth Avenue off of this young guy's money. And I think that he was totally unaware of anything to that degree. Mm. So she pretty much came in as a mother, like almost like a motherly figure. Yes. And she was a good looking woman too. Very, very, very attractive. You know, she was an attractive lady. So I can kind of see how these young, impressionable guys would probably go for it because right. all of them got kind of like the same thing, you know, which brings us up to one of her bigger NFL clients. Yes. You know, she then she went on to Ricky Williams. Yes, she definitely went on to uh, Ricky Williams. And you got to think about it. Uh, I think Mike Dick at the time, he was the head coach over there at the Saints. And he passed up on eight other draft picks for Ricky Williams. And it was the most biggest decision of a coach at that time to pick Ricky Williams. So he was a sensation coming into the NFL at that time. Yeah, he was. You know, and, and she got introduced to Ricky Williams uh, 
early in his NFL career by a New Orleans interior designer. You know, he was about to be on the show MTV Crib, so yep. he had an interior designer come by to kind of hook his house up, you know, yep. to pimp his house out, right? Mm-hmm. So when he met Peggy there, she became a you know a fixture in his professional and his personal life as well. Right. You know, when William's then-girlfriend, Christine Bars, gave birth to the couple's first child in April of 2002, it was Peggy who drove Kristen and baby Prince home from the hospital. When a second child arrived, Peggy hosted the baby shower. You know, right. she was just this larger-than-life persona, and she really developed a really good relationship with his wife. You know, you get into a dude's wife. Exactly. She you know, you get into a dude's wife, and, and they she become was even buddy, close buddy. with the ex prior to that, from my understanding as well. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and you know, one thing that, you know, Ricky Williams' wife, Kristen, said she could make any person feel like a million bucks. So we're talking about a charismatic woman. You know, she would give Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas presents. Um, they would have Las Vegas vacations together. You know, Peggy cheered from the family section when Williams played for the Dolphins. You know, when he went over to the Dolphins. Yep, exactly. Took his wife shopping when Ricky had practice. You know, she filed the paperwork for a health-conscious South Beach restaurant that Ricky Williams wanted to launch. You know, with his fellow running back, Rudy Johnson, she distributed invitations to a Ricky Williams Foundation fundraiser for Haiti earthquake relief. And she, you know, she even hired the photographer. She was everything for this guy, right? Everything. You know, all of this, man, came to a head, man, when Ricky Williams discovered that he had more than $1 million, you know, missing. Right. You know, all the money he had made since he first got in the league was pretty much gone. Right. You know, he said she lied and said she'd gone to Harvard in order to get this bit, get his business, then stole money from his checking account. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the IRS came calling, she impersonated his wife. She eventually left him with IRS fines, and he was unable to access his assets. Right. Definitely. And, I mean, at that time, you got to understand, with Ricky— you know, she was in charge of all of those finances for Ricky. Mm-hmm. And once they began to see that she, you know, the first thing that came off was the Harvard. So when they began to look into deeply at her Harvard degree and they found out that she hadn't graduated from mm-hmm. Harvard. And even as that happened, they began to break down even more that she didn't even graduate from Spelman. She dropped out right after she had gotten pregnant. Yeah, right after she got pregnant, she, she dropped out. She even said she had an engineering degree, and they came to find out that that was a complete falsehood as well. Yeah, but check this out, though, Williams. She got a debit card. She, she had, you know, acquired a debit card from his account. You know, she was paying mortgage payments. Wow. Paying for her credit cards, retail purchases. Miscellaneous withdrawals. Wow. You know, she was even writing checks, wire transfers to unidentified accounts. Mm. You know, he said he got a letter in August of 2012 from the IRS asking for more information about his 2010 tax returns, which Peggy had prepared for him. Right. And how he came to claim $782,000 in deductions. He forwarded the matter to full for to take care of, and she printed, pretended to be his wife when dealing with the IRS. But ultimately, she was unable to produce the necessary proof and then abruptly stopped communicating, leaving Williams stuck with $350,000 penalty. Right. So she pretended to be the guy's wife, man, and pretty much just bounced. Bounced. He even had a restaurant around the time, and she manipulated the pies, the point of sales, mm-hmm. so that she could 
withdraw most of that money through her credit card. So she had the pause terminals connected to cards that she had from his restaurant. Yeah, because she had said that, you know, she had said that it was supposed to be a health conscious restaurant. He had opened up with one of his buddies, you know, like right. I said earlier with the Rudy guy, mm-hmm. with his teammate Rudy. And she pretty much had it from the beginning that where she from was going to be, she was going to be in charge of everything. <laughs> you know, we could laugh about it now, man, but can you imagine being a young dude, man? He didn't know anything. He was, you got to realize, he was, you know, doctors that gave him this, uh, they had determined that he had a certain illness. Mm-hmm. And she understood that, that illness that he had. And he had a psychological thing that was going on with him. And you got to realize at that time when he went to Miami, he was ferocious. That first year, I think around 2000, I want to say 2008 when he got there. Well, the second season or third season, 2002, 2008. Mm-hmm. But when he got there, he presented this physicality that hadn't been seen in football from a running back. I mean, this dude had... So you got to imagine they moved there to Miami compared to being in New Orleans and imagine the status symbols and the other players and in which where he was congregated and he was being invited to all of the dinners and all of the, you know, upper echelon events and, you know, the who's who's, you know, throughout all of the sports, you know, industry that were there. So it was a total jump in levels. And and at that time he was performing at his peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was performing at his peak because Ricky Williams kind of suffered from social anxiety too. So it made it easy for somebody like Peggy to kind of come in and manipulate the situation because she made him really comfortable. Right. And you know, this woman was very charismatic. If you notice the theme amongst all these players is that they all say, I can't believe she would do me that way. Exactly. Dennis Rodman, I think he might still love that woman to this day. He was going in and out of her house at any given time. Mm -hmm. So there's a possibility that there had been more things that were going on. And he, in 2013, he took her son to North Korea. Mm -hmm. He, He took Elton, you know, King to North Korea with him. So he had accessibility to Peggy in ways that, you know, People could just imagine. And so imagine he look up and I think that his at the time his attorney Cohen had came in and realized that he pretty much been fleeced almost for one point four million dollars. Yeah, he lost a lot of money. Man. A lot of money. He had lost a he had lost a gang of bread. And the thing about her son, Elton, which we go find out later on when we talk about when we talk about my boy, is that she wasn't claiming him to be her son at first. Yeah. She was saying that was her little brother at first, so exactly. the woman was just a, a, a wow. habitual liar, man. Wow. She was a habitual liar. You know, um, now, after Ricky Williams, man, I noticed she picked up another client, too, because um, what she was doing, she was pretty much using all of these athletes. She had, really, the upper echelon of professional athletes, so it's easy to get clients when people see you working with somebody else. Yeah, she boasted a roster of over 32 different clients, and I think, uh, what was, Hilliard? I think his name was Hilliard. He was introduced from Ricky Williams. And when real, when Williams introduced Hilliard, she pretty much fleeced him for almost one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000. And it's just so crazy and ironic. You know, all of these stars, one of the great things that she was able to do is she was able to manipulate them and tell them to an extent that, hey, 
I'm not charging you anything. I'm mm-hmm. dealing with all of the baby mama dramas, the ex-girlfriends, and I'm here to create you generational wealth. And so she... The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more, connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and an Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? their year these are the moments of unscripted pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood you've waited all season for this it's time to take it to the next level the nba finals continue tune in on abc this episode is supported by fx's clipped the scandalous story of the 2014 clippers owners racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you, Let me share some info about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training, and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. 
The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. He literally had Ricky Williams and his wife she had them a budget every month in which they were allotted. Mm-hmm. She budgeted them. And the rest of the money that he would make would go to another account for her to invest in mm-hmm. this generational wealth. But they were pretty much living on the budget that Peggy, you know, seen fit for them. Pretty much on money that wasn't there because for every dollar they spent, Peggy was going out spending five. You know, she, was going, out spend, she was going out spending five. You know, one of those clients, man— you know, like you said, she had promised her clients generational wealth, man, and acted almost as a maternal figure. So much so that her clients called her mama. Um, she got a hold of this young man, Travis Best from the NBA, man. And Travis, he kind of met her out same way as everybody else did. Do you have um you got your notes about Travis Best, right? I'm gonna edit this. Um let me take a look here for Travis Best. Or if you don't have him, we can go into somebody else. Let's see here. This is Travis Best. Well, pretty much that's who I was talking about. When she had really came into it, Travis Best pretty much walked into the NBA. And when he got in there, he had got at that time a $3.5 million contract. Mm-hmm. And again, she was, you know, supposed to deal with all of his bills, all of his finances, all of his taxes. This is a young guy who pretty much rose through the ranks, and he was a young superstar pretty much at the time. And so this guy didn't know anything about any financial literacy, anything. And so she was able to set up an account, and this account was a secret account adjacent to his account. Mm-hmm. And I think she fleeced him for well over $200,000. And he was so embarrassed by it, by what had taken place, that by the time he woke up and realized it, man, that was her one of her first clients that she had. And when she finished him, I mean, he was really embarrassed to tell anybody what had happened to him and how she had took advantage of his finances. Now, how many people do you think she probably got over on that was just too ashamed to say something about it? There's countless numbers that that would never probably come to the forefront or to the light. Because when it came, when it was all said and done, they had, I think, charged her for four different counts of it. But it was probably 15 to 20 counts out there because she had a lot of clients, man. A lot of clients. She had a whole lot of clients. She Uh had a, a total, when you're looking at the client list of some of the people that, you know, she was dealing with and when her and her son they had created their company um pretty much they had a company and this was a management company and through this management company some of the people that she would you know come around would be Lawrence Taylor at one point Jam Brown NBA Hall of Famer Larry Bird 
Joe Montana, Brandon Marshall. Um, but, you know, all of these different people, she had a roster of over 32 different clients. And those top elite clients that, you know, Lex Hilliard, Travis McBath, um, Ricky Williams, these are the notable ones that we know about in Dennis Rodman, but there was a laundry list of other clients that she was working with. You know, one of those laundry lists of clients, man, was um, Rashad McCants. You know, yeah. ex-Timberwolves star, man. You know, on the morning he learned that his bank account had been drained and cleaned out, he couldn't even afford to get team donuts. He had been assigned, man, to get by donuts for the team. You know, he was a rookie. Right. Kevin Garnett, he's the big dog on that team, so he tells this big young dog. rookie, big hey, man, dog. your job is to bring donuts every morning. Right. Now, you are NBA superstar, man. It's not like you playing college basketball. It's not like you playing high school or semi-pro. You are making millions of dollars, right? Millions. So just imagine he's supposed to bring the, you know, the box of treats in in the morning before practice. He goes on there and the 21-year-old point guard reportedly goes to the locker room empty-handed. He wasn't even able to buy a single donut. Wow. Not a single donut. Wow. And, you know, KG went off on him. Like, man, there ain't no way you don't have no money. And, you know, McCann's, he remembers, man, Garnett yelling in his ear, like, I ain't trying to hear that shit, man. You got some money. <laughs> you got you just some got money. Paid. You just got paid, you know. So McCann's, he was kind of, you know, he was puzzled and perplexed. You know, six months after he led North Carolina, man, to the NCAA title as a junior and declaring for the NBA draft, the Timberwolves took him at number 14. He had just got his first check from his $1.54 million rookie deal. Even after he splurged on some things, he bought a Range Rover. He bought a Brioni suit. You know, he bought some Louis Vuitton. You know, kids go go out and spend some money. Right. He wanted to floss him. Of course, he's rewarding himself for his years of hard work, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. But he said it ain't no way he blew through all that money already. He knew that, right? Right. Now, Kevin Garnett wound up wiring him $10,000 to cover his expenses until the next payday. So KG looked out for him. Right. You know, he said, look out for him. But he also told him, hey, man, you need to check into your bread. Right, exactly. And see what's going on because that's not normal. So... When he when he started doing his due diligence and research, man, he realized that there was more than $200,000 missing. Wow. And it was only one plausible explanation for where the money could go. Wow. You know, again, Peggy was sexy. She was attractive. She was seductive. She knew how to play with a man. Yeah. You know, because she didn't have no bum-ass husbands either. No. You got to remember, all her husbands were well-off dudes, so she well knew how off. to get them to him. you know. So... He had signed up with her just after the draft, and he granted her full power of attorney. Full power. Full power of attorney. And if you notice, it's a trend with all these guys. All of them have power of attorney. And what people don't understand is when you give somebody power of attorney, they can walk in the bank just like you. Just like you. If I have power of attorney over your account, I can walk in there and go in there and say, you know what? Give me $5,000. Can't nobody. It's just like it's my account. And you know... It's, it just speaks to the naiveness. These are young guys. They're coming into an industry. That, it's an industry. It's a business. But mm -hmm. they're coming into something that they've dreamed of doing as children. They're coming from impoverished areas, you know, the ghettos, the hoods, mm -hmm. the traps. And their family is looking to them. They've made the mental capacity that they're going to make it. 
They work hard in the gym. They work out. They do all of these things. And they're looking to their family members, and their family members are looking at them Mm -hmm. like, hey, one of us is getting out of here. And this is going to be a viable way for us to be able to live and take care of ourselves. He is the golden goose. And he's in front, not only the pressure of their families, but look at the pressure from the fans. Look at the pressure from the agents. Look at the pressure from the teammates. Mm -hmm. And so imagine all of the pressure. And they're naive. And they're young. And, and they don't have money like people think they have. They don't have they, money. They have some good money. It's like, you know, my son just signed a contract with Pittsburgh, right? Right. His contract, I think, is like $3.5 million over three years. Right. But that signing bonus and everything is prorated over those three years. It's though. prorated. He don't get all that money. So, you know, when people hit me up like, man, you about to start? No. First of all, that's my son's money. Exactly. That's his money. Exactly. And you have to put taxes on it. When you add taxes on it, he's going to get taxed at about 40%. So you figure off of $3.5 million, he's going to probably wind up with yeah. 1.9. Yeah, something like that. And he's still paying, like you said, the taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, Peggy went to these youngsters. And told him, hey, your family's going to be after your money, all of these different strangers. You don't need none of these people in your business, and you don't need all of these people. I don't even want no money, baby. I just want to guide you the right way. I'm trying to put you in the position. I'm going to show you how you need to do this. I got millions of dollars. This is the way she was talking to them youngsters. Yeah, now, Mama going to take care of this. Now, you being a former scammer, Black, you being a former scammer, do you think she— probably had a certain target she was going after absolutely you got to think man she was well above in her years we just spoke about how she had dealt with millions of dollars mm-hmm. imagine this woman had a mansion in fort lauderdale she had just married an anesthesiologist whenever ricky williams went into the league so she had the trappings of wealth all around her when she walked in with the interior decorator she was dressed to the nine it was gucci this gucci that she had jewelry on she was in there popping so she was impressive what Impressive, not even the worst. So they already, they looking at her like she already got everything together so she can lead me in the right direction because I got nothing but wolves and hyenas. They all looking for me and they thirsty for everything. I need somebody that I could trust. And she was able to play upon their naivete and be able to get up under them. Mm-hmm. She was seductive. She was able to talk to them. She knew how to pop it. Baby, I've been to Spelman. I've been to Harvard. I've been managing. I got degrees. I got an engineering degree. I've managed this whole portfolio of all of these investment vehicles that's going to prepare you for the future. And she was an attractive woman. And I keep having to go to that because, see, people keep talking about this maternal thing. I think it was more of a sexual thing. I think, you know, when a young guy, you know, sees a cougar and she's wealthy, Mm. educated, that's attractive to a lot of guys. She had the bag. Yeah, and she had that's that, attractive. Yeah, that, and that body was right. And, mm. You know, they probably, you know, hey. I want to say almost, man, that we haven't got the Dennis Rodman yet. I think her and Dennis had a little bit more going on than just a client. Listen, American Greed spoke about how she had, you know, access. He had access at any given time in and out of her house. And who do guys give access like that? Like when a, when a, when a guy gives a woman access to his finances, to his crib and everything, they usually have something going on that's of a sexual nature. Exactly. More times out of 10. They ain't just no buddy-buddy thing. It, he, he took her son, Elton, out to North Korea. Mm-hmm. We finna go meet the president out here. You know, we might as well go into Dennis Rodman right now. Definitely. Let's go into him and um, Peggy's relationship and how they met up. Right, definitely. Um, you know, one of the biggest things of it is 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 that, you know, 
at that time, you know, her son was doing a lot of road management for uh, Dennis Rodman at the time. And so during that time, um, you know, Peggy was seen throughout the industry as one of those, you know, go-tos. And so um, when you're looking at it at that time, um, Dennis Rodman had a lot of problems that were going on. He was, I think, living out somewhere in Newport Beach, and mm-hmm. he was struggling with alcoholism at the messing time. Messing with Karma Electra. Yeah, he was messing with Karma. And so it got to the point to where the people inside of Newport Beach, they was like, hey, we really don't want you living here. And he was dealing with a lot of different, you know, he had baby mama drama and all of these other legal, you know, things that were pretty much everywhere and all out in the public. And so Dennis Rodman needed somebody to really handle a lot of his finances. And again, like I said, he was struggling with alcoholism and, you know, leave it to Peggy. She seen the dough cracked. And so she was able to walk in and, you know, she seen her son in the position and, you know, she just seen it for the milking. And, you know, her son created a company which was called King Management. And he was totally unaware of all of the things that his mother had going on on the criminal activity side of it. And Dennis Rodman, again, he was just, he was bigger than life. Anytime you looked up on any, you know, media outlet, he was there. And he'd been arrested almost several different times. And like I said, they kicked him all the way up out of Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. He moved to Miami. And this is where Peggy literally, she moved in for the kill. And she put her well-developed play into progress. And then so with that being that, her son was dealing with all of the transportation and she was dealing with all of the finances. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Rodman was really aware of, you know, the manipulative criminal mind that he was dealing with. And he may have been, you know, involved on other levels to a degree with her. And so this even made it even, you know, it made it even sweeter for her. Yeah, exactly. And I noticed a common thread with all these guys is they always meet Peggy through a mutual friend. Right. So it's automatically when you meet somebody and they kind of dealing with somebody you already know, you kind of let your guards down a little bit. You do. Because you say, okay, my homeboy, my homegirl is messing with them, so they must be all right, right? Right. You know, and they had developed a close bond because— he was kind of right for the pick. And you know Dennis Rodman had alcohol problems, had drug problems. Only thing that was keeping him around was his talent. Right. Because I don't think nobody wanted to deal with him, really. You know, he was he was a headache, man. And um, like you said, he was one of the first Americans, period, to go to North Korea to meet with Kim Jong-un. And, you know, she said Elton King, the, you know, the guy that she called her little brother who was actually her son, you know, he sat with them at the exhibition game in, in, in Payagong, and he was later seen eating across from them at a private dinner. Now, this is a big deal because you got to remember, even up to this day, North Korea is very private. Very, it, That's very just private. not a place that you just say, I'm going to go take a flight over there to go on vacation. No, bro. Right. Exactly. No, you just ain't pulling up and going to North Korea. You're not going to just pull up in North Korea's backyard on playing on some vacation time. You know, now— one of Robin's, one of Robin's former assistants, he said that at the time, Robin could make anything from $100,000 overseas, man, and up to $30,000 in the U.S. So he was kind of like one of the first pop icons, if you remember at the time. Right. If Robin would have came out during this era, man, he would be a billionaire probably. Billionaire, literally. You know, on his own, just outside. He would probably make three to four times the amount he made in basketball. 
just outside because Rodman was a polarizing dude at the time. Definitely. You know, I he, mean, he was bigger than life. You know, because he was one of the first ones you figured he was tatted up. And at that time, everything was real conservative in sports. You didn't see guys kind of with them tattoos and stuff until yeah. Rodman came out. He came and he just changed the face of how athletes would look. He was the first dude come in with this polarizing figure, like you said, colorful hair. Mm-hmm. He had this way of acting on the court, and he just had the crowd over enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, he was literally a fool, and he was out there, and it made basketball fun. It people wanted to watch a game that Rodman was playing. So you know, and then his own and off court, t- you know, annex that he presented. You know, he would be able to pop up here, and he put on some lipstick, and mm-hmm. he would put on makeup, and <laughs> he was just dresses. acting a fool. He was just acting a fool. He was acting a fool. You know. And despite all this stuff that Rodman had going on, it was a bunch of financial red flags that started popping up. And they realized that the payments had lapsed on this $5 million life insurance policy. Right. You know, he had to call his lawyer one time, Bradford Cohen, to ask why his electricity went out this Florida condo. Right. You know, Peggy helped him find, you know, the one that Peggy helped him find. Peggy, she blamed the financial issues on Rodman. Yeah. You know, she was out there. Now, she spent the dude's money and told him, it's because you don't have any control over your spending, so I'm going to take your credit card from you, your debit card, because yeah, you cannot what, be trusted. Exactly. This is what she tells him. Mm-hmm. You cannot be trusted, and I'm going to take your credit card from you. Mm-hmm. You got to think, Orange County officials said that he owed over $800,000. He owed over $800,000 in back old child support. <laughs> you know what's funny about the child support thing in court? They- the final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. 
The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. kind of went off, and they questioned Rodman's spending habit. You know, it came up that he was spending a whole bunch of money at Victoria's Secret and a whole bunch of outlets. And Dennis Rodman, he still ain't putting his head that Peggy been robbing him blind, been juicing him. He says, man, he tells one of his homeboys, I ain't never been to Victoria's Secret in my life. Right, exactly. You got to realize this man nearly went to jail behind that. Nearly went to jail over $800,000 in unpaid child support. You know, and it's crazy. Yeah, his his reputation took a big hit, man. And it was just the the funny thing about this, man. You almost want to laugh because I know a lot of people out there probably listening, like, "Well, that's their fault. They were stupid." You got to understand when a person is playing in the NBA, the NFL, they got a running joke about the NFL is that it's called not for long. Not for long. Not for long because when a kid first gets in, I can speak about this firsthand. My son, he leaves college. You know, almost two years early, he's in the NFL now. He's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's all his efforts and brain power is going to making that roster. Exactly. He wants to make the fifty-three man roster. Right. That's all he's thinking about now. You know, he went out to Pittsburgh for the mini camp. It's supposed to be three days. They tell him we want you to stay out here for six weeks, which is a good thing for him because he's out there working with Minka Fitzpatrick. He's working with dudes he just saw on TV. So right now, last thing on his mind is he thinking about his finances. Now think about that story that you mm-hmm. just said about your son. Think about Travis McBass. Think about all of these young dudes that's coming in to the to you know the football league, the basketball league. Look at Ricky Williams. Look at all of these young guys. Mm-hmm. They're focused on their career. Mm-hmm. They're focused head first. Ricky Williams said that he left all of his finances in her hand that he didn't care about money. These was his words in his own Most documentary. Most players don't care about money. They don't care about They the, love playing the game. They want to play the game. Mm-hmm. And they want to play the game on the highest level. Now, just imagine your son, he's he's not worried about his contract. He's focused in on how do I become my best. She was able to get up under these dudes and manipulate them. It's Pure easy to do. Manipulation. It's hey, easy to do. You got your family trying to get your money. You got all of these agents trying to get your money. Mama just trying to make sure you all right. Mm-hmm. Mama going to take care of it for you. 
just think about it. Them guys, they don't want to deal with all of that. They got all of the pressures of their family, all of the pressures from everything else. They just want to focus in and they want to become physical specimens to be at the highest level, to play at the highest level of the game. Exactly. And um, one of the things, too, that people have to look at, man, is that not only are these guys engaged with their career, not only do they have this going on, they're not the most financially astute people in the world. They're young people. You know, I, I got to, I had to get on my son the other day um, before he left because we've been paying for traffic tickets from SC for parking tickets and this and that because it's not that the young kids are irresponsible. It's because they don't know how to manage their life quite yet. You know, you figure when he was at SC, worried about the same thing, going to class, trying to graduate, and trying to be in top shape for the football team. It's been like that since he was in Pop Warner. Right. They are focused on becoming the best at their craft, right? right? In a field that only let less than 1% of the people that playing that sport go make it. You right. know, football, basketball. So they just really focused because they know this is my one shot. So they right. don't have no time to be worried about their bread. Right. They, they, as crazy as it it's, sounds. It's just so crazy. So, you know, let's, and that's, it's so deep. When you look at Ricky Williams, one day, you know, he's with his kids. So he go outside, mm-hmm. literally still. He goes outside, mm-hmm. and the Range Rover is gone. Oh, my God. So his car don't got repossessed. Yeah, his car is repossessed. He go outside. The Range Rover is completely gone. He thinking he's going to take his kids to school. And I guess this is when he really began to take notice and look at a whole slew of other discrepancies that were going on in his financial thing. And, you know, his wife at the time, she really started delving into some of these credentials that she supposedly had. It's always the women. Always the women. They get to looking at things. Mm -hmm. And so she get to looking deeply into this Harvard, this Harvard. You know, she has this, you know, all of these degrees from Harvard. And then she comes to find out that, no, wrong, wrong. No, Mm -hmm. you're not from Harvard. Oh, Spellman. You dropped out whenever you was pregnant. Architect. Again, no, you're not an architect. So whenever the wife got to looking at all of these things or whatever, the discrepancies even went even further because they began to see that the mortgages was unpaid. The electricity at one point was shut off. The insurance policies, they were unpaid. And basically, I guess at this time, all hell broke loose pretty much. And Ricky, he got a letter from the IRS. He mm-hmm. got a letter this time, mm-hmm. and it's stating that he owed over $450,000 in back old taxes. So at this time, I guess this is when he really just opened up his mind, and him and his wife filed a, live, a civil suit, you know, against Peggy. Before you go into that, now, Ricky Williams was the first one, I think, out of all these athletes to kind of file his own civil suit against her. Huh? Yes, he was, because at this time— you know, she fleeced him for almost three million dollars. Mm. Three million dollars. He never recovered from that either. He by never the way, did. none he of these never guys did. never. No people. None of these guys never recovered from this because what people don't understand, <clears throat> there's this big misconception in the street that somebody goes to NFL, NBA, somewhere, and they're just they're all their financial woes are just gone. No, you have to account for this. Most of these guys come from situations like you said, where they usually come from a one parent home. 
Right. To where mom, they don't watch their mom their whole life struggle to take care of them, their little brother, their little sister, whatever. So the first thing they do when they get some money is they want to make sure that mama is straight. They want to make sure mama is straight. And you just got to imagine the pressures from cousins, aunties, sisters. The, the, the laundry list goes on and on of all of these people that are pretty much have been there with them since the time they were born. Just imagine all of the games mama may have missed and she was able to get to those and, you know, all of the basketball, all of the shoes, all of the cleats, mm-hmm. all of the things that, you know, along the way as a parent does, you know, trying to get their child into something, a better life when they're looking at their impoverished conditions and realize that, you know, they life pretty much done passed. And so they're living through their children and they're trying to help their children achieve something that very few are able to achieve on those levels. So Peggy is pretty much telling these young, impressionable young athletes that, hey, you got to watch out against your family because I didn't seen this happen before. And the family members that took the money and this and this and this and this. Baby, I'm a millionaire already. I already got millions. I got these degrees because I learned about money and I learned how to structure money in the right investments. And the sad part about it, though, Black, is that she wasn't exactly lying about not having the skills because she did work on Wall Street. She did. Had she been truthful about her, had she been truthful and did business the right way and kept everything 100, she could have probably had the biggest sports management agency in the world, at least the biggest minority-owned She would have been that top upper echelon creme de la creme mm-hmm. because she had business acumen. Mm-hmm. She understood how business worked. You got to understand when it all came and was said and done, this woman had over 85 bank accounts. She had multiple corporations under these guys' name. And most of these guys, they had two or three accounts attached to their account, some in which they didn't know. She was able to wire money and move money back and forth and do all of these things. She kept an account for their everyday expenses and she kept another account. And so she would wire this money, you know, she would do this whole pyramid of money moving amongst all of these different accounts. Mm -hmm. Again, she had 85 different accounts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 85 different, (laughs) 85 different accounts. And, And the laundry list goes on, man. Not only was she making, um, Purchases to place from these different retail outlets, but <clears throat> I'm gonna edit that because my throat. <clears> throat. Not only was she out making mass purchases, man, but she was paying her bills too because she had a lot of credit card debt. Yes. She had millions of dollars in credit card debt, and she made a lot of money, black. But it almost became to a point to where she was robbing Peter to pay Paul, and this was just like I don't know how she just didn't see this implode eventually. That's why I want to believe she has some kind of mental disorder. Do you think she has? Do you think? Do you think she probably suffered from some kind of? Um... I think more or less, man. As humans, we all have cognitive behavior issues, but I think when we don't have the ability to challenge our thoughts, for me, in my criminal background. It was all or nothing. I told myself that, hey, I got to do this to make sure I take care of my kids. Ain't nobody else going to do this. Um, If I don't do it, somebody else going to do it. So why I shouldn't get this money? This is the repeated level of self-talk that I had with myself while I was doing this. Mm -hmm. And so the elation of being able to get away with, oh, bam, here go 3,000, here go 5,000, here go 2,000, here go 10,000, here go 15,000. And the rush 
combined with that way of thinking, it kept me on a perpetual um, hamster wheel of continuously committing fraud over so and, you over, think, and over, so over So you say you think you were addicted to fraud to a certain extent? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was addicted. I was addicted to fraud. I was addicted to the money. That's like, <laughs> I'm going to just say this. A lot of people say, oh, well. The, the final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR. 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at High5Casino.com. High Five Casino. Dope dealer, he not addicted to 
using dope. Well, he's addicted to getting money. So he's just addicted to the to getting money as the person is addicted to the substance that he's selling. And you mixing the rush. So you think every time Peggy fleeced one of these kids, man, for a couple million dollars, she got a rush from it? She got a rush from it. Imagine she was able to enjoy the spoils of her scam. She was able to enjoy the rewards of it. So it gave her a payoff. So when she went into Neiman Marcus and she bought this expensive purse or maybe she bought those shoes, she was able to enjoy the reward of it. So it rewarded her for this type of behavior. So it's a, it's a it's an ongoing thing and it, it becomes addictive and it's a way it's an irrational way of thinking. It's irrational. So after a while you begin to continue to manipulate, be dishonest, tell half truths, con- <laughs> tell complete falsehoods to continue to live the way that you want to live. And so at the end of the day she's able to sit in her Fort Lauderdale mansion with the spoils of war. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, she's already told herself, hey, they not my kids. They gave me the money. They did this. She, she, had to even, know, she, and had she to, may have even been sleeping with them. Let's put yeah, it out there. That, and that's what I think because she had a lot of power over these young men. And I believe this to be a point too, man. I think she had to know somewhere in the back of her mind she was going to get caught eventually. She had to know, bro. Right. Like, just like you, let me ask you this. When you was out there doing your thing, did you have in the back of your mind ever prior to you getting caught that you was going to get cracked? Absolutely. I always told myself, you know what? I'm going to get as much money. Again, this is the rational way of thinking. I'm going to get as much money as I can until I do get caught so that I could take care of my family. So I'm telling myself this. I'm making these excuses. I'm making these justifications. But really, take care of my family. My family took care of. They got clothes on their back, refrigerator full of food, car full of gas, anything they want. So now it's beyond that. It's just pure greed. That's mm-hmm. just the truth of it. Let's not sugarcoat So do you think at one point, like I'm pretty sure it was a point with Peggy to where she made enough money to where she could have probably said, you know what? I'm going to do legit business. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to pay these people their money back before anything goes wrong, and I'm going to start doing stuff the right way. Do you think those thoughts may have crossed her mind at some point? They had to cross her mind at some point. I believe more or less, though, we we dim those voices, and they become dimmer and quieter and quieter compared to, oh, we just hit. Here we go. Mo bag. Uh-oh, I'm up. So there's a war going on inside of the mind, and we quiet the one that we know is right, and we listen to the one that we know is wrong. We know what's right. We have the ability to know what's right. She knew what was right. She knew what was wrong because she was able to talk to them in this way. Hey, you don't want these people fleecing you. You don't need all of these people in your business. You got family. You got all of these people that's hanging on to you and doing all of these different things. So sooner or later, your money going to be gone, baby. You you know, Mm -hmm. you just got to imagine. Now, when in 2018, Ricky, he sued Peggy in in a Texas court for $1.8 million. The judge in the case, he said that the claims were invalid because she wasn't a resident of Texas. Mm. Dennis Rodman, (laughs) he totally flipped the script. He did this jaw-dropping interview with TMZ, and he revealed that Peggy King was a major scammer and that she should have he should have paid closer attention to all of his financial matters. Peggy, in her delusional state, she just laughed at the matter. 
And her son, you know, her and her son was business partners, and he didn't have no clue of all of the underhanded, you know, you know, stuff that she was doing. Mm-hmm. Rodman's TMZ article caught the attention of local authorities, and in one in particular, a FBI agent named James Hawkins, whose specialty was major fraud and high crimes. Dennis Rodman and Ricky Williams would be contacted by Mr. Hawkins, and he began putting together all of the pieces of the puzzle, putting two and two together. And so he pulled up at her place, and in her fantasy world, she got this rude awakening. And in March of 2016, when the federal agents came to her home, and um, they spoke to her about the fraudulent activities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that year, later on in that year, 2016, she was arrested on federal charges out of Houston, eight counts of bank fraud, wire fraud, money laundering, mail fraud. Again, she had over 85 bank accounts and seven aliases that she was going by. Wow. You you know what? The the sad part about this, man, is that I think portrayal is worse when it comes from a person that you love. When it comes from a family member, when it comes, you know, from a person that you deem to be a good friend of yours, when you see somebody that gets you, it's almost like you've opened your home up to this right. person, you've shared all your little intimate details with them, and then you find out it's kind of like you go through this phase to where it's, I think it's a phase of disbelief. Disbelief. Then it's a phase of anger. Anger, definitely. Then I think it's kind of like um, remorse. Yeah. Like, how could I be so dumb and embarrassment? Right. To where I think you come back to it, to where you still have some feelings for this person. you like, I can't. And I think that makes it worse. It makes it even worse because it's a love-hate type thing because you love all of these good attributes about this person, and then you come to find out, and then you develop this hate for all of the things that this person actually done to you and that you allowed them to become so close and entangled and intertwined with all of your family and the loved ones. Like Ricky Williams, again, whenever he was getting ready for that MTV Cribs, you know, his bestie was there when, you know, his bestie, his homegirl was there. And so when they first, you know, she came in with the interior decorator. So, she was able to go out with Ricky Williams' bestie, and she told them, hey, don't y'all don't call me uh, Peggy or whatever. My name is Raquel. So, you know, I don't want people in my business and everything. This is what Peggy tell her. And so her and her homegirl looking at her like, okay, she got an alias. Okay, cool. So she was able to infiltrate all of these people that were not only family members, but close friends as well. Yeah, I'm going to tell you to the extent, man, that this went, right? In August of 2011, when Rodman was making his Hall of Fame speech, he gestured towards a woman in the front row, man, wearing a silver sequin dress. You know, Peggy was always dressed to the nines. And she was sitting inside a younger cat in sunglasses, which was her son, right? He looked up, you know, she was two rows in front of NBA Commissioner David Stern. Peggy King, Elkin King, these guys, the family, they're taking care of me these days. Thank you, Peggy. So the woman that's robbing him blind and pretty much a life that's already kind of teetering on the edge a little bit, she just don't push it all the way over. All the way over. You know, he ain't paid his child support payments. He ain't been paying his taxes. He got lights getting cut off, you know, just from the most major things to the most minute things. Right. 
she had a hand in disrupting this man's life, and he up there thanking her this whole thing. Thanking her with speaking. tears in his eyes. With tears in his He's eyes. He's very emotional. So with somebody like that, man, and this could have went a number of ways, man, because I feel sorry for these guys, right? Because, again, they never recovered. Some of these guys are still having financial issues to this day. There's no way that Ricky Williams, Dennis Rodman, and none of these other guys with the money that they were able to make through their – prospective careers that they should be sitting around broke right now. Absolutely. They can point that to her because no matter what, can you explain to the um, fans a little bit how that goes, like with the restitution and stuff when you have to pay people back? Most of these guys don't get that money back, do they? They're, you got to realize once, you know, Peggy, you got to realize she was sentenced to over 10 years in 2018 and she pled guilty to all of the overwhelming evidence. And how that plays out is you know, whenever you have family members or whatever not send you money, they take the amount of money in which you're being sent and they decide upon how much of it that you'll be paying back to the restitution that you owe. And so it's literally crumbs to an extent. You may pay, they may have it set to where you pay 25%. So you may pay $25 a month, a month. So you got to realize a month, wow. some guys, they have it to where this way that they would have uh, access to commissary and just hygiene products. But without that, they cut your store completely off. So they will never recover the money that she was able to take from them at that rate. She, now let <laughs> there's me ask no you way. This. Do you think she has some of that money put up somewhere? Hey, you know, your guess is as good as mine, but. From the looks of it, no. The reason why is because of the lifestyle that she was living and the way that she was living. You know, she had these luxury houses, you know, in Fort Lauderdale. She had a Bentley. She had a whole slew of different sports cars and things like that. So I'm pretty sure all the property that she owned probably went up to auction eventually. Yeah. And so that may be a way that they got some of their money back, some mm -hmm. of the things that they were able to confiscate. The feds, you know, when they come, like with me, they confiscated over $50,000 in cash. They were able to take certain things from me, certain things they couldn't prove that I did with just scamming because of my musical background and the things like that. So I had ways of, hey, I, I, these are things that I paid for legitimately, mm -hmm. and these are things that, you know, they were illegitimate. So I had to definitely pay a, a large part of restitution back. I, w I wanted to ask you about that, man, because you had a, and this was a question, me and you friends, and I just never brought right, to ask right, you this. Right. It's not like you was a bum. Right. You had a very successful rap career. You had right. number one records and, right. you know, right. record close to going gold. Right. What made you decide, I'm going to start just going to the credit card scam? You got to realize something. Again, financially, I was illiterate. So, as you know, whenever you live in day-to-day, -day, you got bills, you got lights, you got gas, you got all of these things, and you're living to this, um, you know, you're living in the light. So, a lot of the music money doesn't come at the pace that your bills is coming at. And then so, after a period of time, you having back and forth spats with the labels, and I had left the label, and at the height of my career and all of these things, I was introduced into this lifestyle. And when I was introduced to it, I seen the profitability of it and how fast that I could actually make the money. And before I knew it, one thing led to the next. And again, 
my rational way of thinking about it is, is, hey, don't nobody know. I'm a, I'm a rapper, so don't nobody know that I got 10,000 credit cards coming down the pipeline. Don't nobody know. And me being able to jump into a, a go buy a brand-new Mercedes or go buy me a Rolly or go buy nobody even, you know, look at me no type of way sideways. So you was out going, going out buying cars, Rolls Royces and shit? I'm not, not Rolls Royces, but I was buying cars. I was buying quite <laughs> a bit of, bit of cars, and I was able to pull up and, you know, take my family on different trips. And we jumping in first class, and we we island hopping all out in, you know, uh, St. Croix and St. John and St. Thomas. And I'm walking around down the St. Thomas Jewelry District, and I'm dropping a bag off. So if you was doing that, man, you know what I always tell people, man, when it comes to just crime? period, especially when it comes to selling dope, scamming or whatever. Right. I tell people, when you get hit with that time, you may as well have went and got a job at Church's, Church's Chicken or McDonald's or somewhere because when it all said and done, that time, that, that money that you made and you go sit down and do that time, it's Man, not worth it. You know what? I was just thinking about it. And, you know, me and my boy had a conversation the other day. And I was sitting in my cell and I had a million dollars and they was like, look, we could take the million and let you go. Or you could keep the million and you could stay here. Take the million dollars and let me go. You got to think of all of the people, the relationships, the memories, everything you could have created in that amount of time. Mm -hmm. This is the federal government. This ain't on no state time. So you finna do 85.7% of that time. It don't matter how you want to cut it. How you want to tell yourself, oh, I'm going to get this. These laws going to pass. Man, dude's still sitting in there waiting for laws to pass. Oh, they don't got enough money to house me. Absolutely, you're thinking the wrong thing. They like Motel 6. The lights never go off, baby. They got nothing but room for you. And I lived in that irrational world for so long until when the reality came in. Year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six. Year seven, year eight, year nine. Mm -hmm. Dang. <laughs> the final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. 
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. <laughs> It's crazy, man. But you know what, though? To kind of go off off track with Peggy real quick, man. When we first had the, um, when you first had the idea to do this show, scams, I thought it was brilliant, right? I started doing research immediately because I'm a research driven person, right? People have pretty much been conning people since the beginning of time. Yes, like you know, they came with a phrase, man. There's a sucker born every minute, man. Like take for example, it's a cat, George Parker. So real estate. He's most famous for selling the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times. Mo- multiple times. So you say, man, <laughs> you almost <laughs> think it's to a point to where people can't be that naive, man. But these people have, a, they share a similar qualities. They're charismatic people. Like if somebody was to meet you, if I, if I didn't know you and I met you and somebody said, that dude right there, man, he conned $20 million, committed worth more, more than $20 million of credit card fraud, I'd be like, you's a damn lie. He's one of the best people I've ever met. Right. One of the most honest people I've ever met. Right. But all these people share that same thing. They're able to get people to entrust them. Exactly. And so you got to think about it. Like a lot of times, it's not that the people are just naive. It's a lot of times a lot of people are greedy. And that's how people end up in bad investment deals, and they don't even know that they're being swindled blind. A lot of people in their pure greed in that story in itself. Someone thinking that they could buy literally the Brooklyn Bridge. So someone is able to get up under them and tell them all of the profitability, all the value of this, and how we're going to be able to do it, and what you can resell it for, and this and this and this. And imagine a person who has the financial capability to even delve into a project like that. He's only seeing dollar signs. Mm -hmm. He's not seeing what's in front of him. He ain't seeing what's being told to him. He's only taking into account of what 
he's going to make. And some of the biggest frauds in history have, yeah, suckers, because a lot of those suckers are very greedy. Mm-hmm. And so that greed leaves them blind. They don't see the other side behind the play, behind the play, all the strings being pulled, all of the smoke and mirrors here. Ha! They don't see it. So they only see one thing, them going into a bank, them seeing large amounts and digits on their account or big checks. They only see the end. They don't see everything that's going in between it. And so it makes it very easy for them to be scammed. And it's crazy because, you know, with this guy, historians say he only did it a couple of times. But Parker himself said that he sold the bridge twice a week for several years. The sale prices varied on them. Supposedly, he got $50,000 a couple of times for the bridge, which back then was the equivalent of like getting a couple million dollars a day. Exactly. So you got a guy that's out there that's able to sell the Brooklyn Bridge, but now it's not like he was just going to people saying, hey, this bridge is for sale. He had documents, and these were very convincing documents very that, he convincing. Owned the, that he owned the bridge because <laughs> the people he was selling this bridge to was very astute business people, Yeah. and he was able to get bait, but away with it, which takes me to go back to Peggy. Now, I say that to go back to Peggy. Not only did she dupe these athletes, but she was able to dupe a doctor. A doctor. She was able to dupe an engineer. Engineer. With fake projects, real estate projects that she had going on. And this was going on to the point that she was getting indicted for this other stuff. Exactly. She She was was married to an anesthesiologist. When they all, when Ricky went to Miami, she was married to an anesthesiologist, a very wealthy anesthesiologist. So we talk about the embarrassment factor. I'm pretty sure, man, there are probably 30 to 50, 50 more people out there that may have been duped by this woman and her cons. Right, definitely. And I think that just goes to speak of, you know, her scams and on the level that she was able to do it. And, you know, That's why we call this the Peggy show, because Peggy literally put on an encore of, you know, prolific scamming for quite a bit of time. And um, from what I'm understanding, you know, she's set to be released sometime in 2028 and she'll be 70 years old. So, again, um, (laughs) you know, she traded her time for those millions. But I, I really wonder deeply now, at this point of her being this far along in her bid, was it worth it? And I got a good thought of what her answer is to herself. And I know from me being in that. It would be very good if we can get her on the show, man. I'm going to try to find a way to see if we can get in contact with her and maybe talk to her because I'm pretty sure because you're one of the first people I heard. You said that actually you doing time makes you a better person. I believe, you know, the thing about it is, is, you know, from what I understand is she's contacted Ricky Williams and she's spoken to him and, you know, she apologized deeply to him. And I think that at one point, even Ricky has forgiven her for some of the things that she You have to at some point. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, when you don't forgive people, it actually stalls you in your life. Right. You actually can't progress because you got this bitterness and hatred in your heart towards somebody that wrongs you. You got to let that go. You definitely do. And I think, you know, that was big. Ricky had reached out and she reached out to him and she wanted to apologize to him. And I think that the reality of everything that she definitely did, she came to a sense of it. Again, if she would have given her energy, like you previously said, to really invest in these young, you know, 
athletes in the right way, investing their money in the right vehicles. She understood how these vehicles work. She understood the banking system. She understood how credit products work. She understood these things. I just think that inside of that is a a level of recklessness that, you know, she was definitely um, dealing with. And and she led them into a wreck as well. So um, hopefully, you know, she learned from everything and you know, she'll be home, yeah, in 2028, so, yeah. Now, you talk about this program that you went into when you were in prison that dealt with cognitive disorders. Right. And you talk like you got actually delivered from your hustling addiction, which is pretty much what it was. Right. That you got delivered from that. How did that help you out? I think more or less I was able to be inside of this program, and I know that she probably has, you know, dealt with a lot of different programs in there. They offer a lot of programs. One of them is called RDAP, and it's a drug treatment program. And pretty much whenever you go in there, you think that, hey, they're going to be just talking about drugs and us just using drugs. No, one of the first things that they go at is, you know, cognitive distortion. All of us as humans have some level of cognitive distortion and having the ability to weigh out our thoughts. What are we thinking about? Are you thinking about what you're thinking about? And do you have a, a a scale to put it on? Like, you know, you may walk up and you see somebody large, big, like myself, threatening. Man, who is this Who is this dude looking at? Why are you looking at me? Now, those are the thoughts that's going through your head. Man, he must want to try me. Man, but he don't even know what I'm on. Now, these are the thoughts that's going through your head. I'm built totally different, but he don't want that. Now, look at all of the thoughts that I just broke down to you that if you encountered a large dude and he was just staring at you. Mm-hmm. But then there's a difference if you have the ability to think different. Like, buddy, maybe he might be lost. Man, maybe he just might, maybe he wants some help. Maybe he needed, maybe I need to point him in the right direction or whatever. You know what? Whatever going on with him, I ain't going to let him ruin my day. What I got going, I'm going to go over here and do this and do that. <laughs> Man, it ain't nothing. Man, let me go over here and focus on what I got to do with my son. You see the two different levels of thoughts? Mm -hmm. So being in this program gives you the ability to weigh out your thoughts instead of continuously letting the negative thoughts stay on a hamster wheel. And it gives you the ability to feel different. So if Buddy looking at me, I don't even know what he looking at and why he looking at me like that. Buddy don't want no smoke like that, man. Now, just imagine the feelings that associate with those thoughts. The feelings is anger, hostility. So now I'm thinking and I'm feeling a certain way and sooner or later, then something to come of that. So there's going to be an action that take place. So when you have the ability to think different, and that's what this program definitely that I was in, it's very intense. But they sit down and let you, you know, open up on different levels and be able to process it and get the right type of feedback from other individuals. Like, hey, you justified this. Oh, well, if I didn't go out here and I didn't take, you know, $20 million worth of, you know, credit card from these people, somebody else was. And anyway, the bank was going to pay them their bread back anyway. No, don't work like that. You got to realize, look beyond yourself. Every time that person went to the store, they got ready to swipe their car. You don't know what it was that they needed to use that car for. Yeah, you for. might have prevented them from buying groceries Groceries for their kids. Mm-hmm. So this is the level that I was thinking at on so long. Oh, the bank going to pay them back. It don't matter. They going to get their bread back. It's just I got to go ahead and take care of mine first. 
that type of mentality is the way that I thought for so long, and it was created by my environment. The negative environment created my cognition about the way I thought, and those are the choices that I actually made. And so once I got in this program and was able to get the right type of feedback, the right type of therapy to be able to talk to people like, hey, it ain't just about you. Everybody got feelings. Everybody got hard times. Everybody got bills to pay. You ain't the only one. So what, you just going to wreck me out for you? Come on, that, that you know. So then you get to thinking about it. Okay, so where did my thinking get me? My best thinking, all of my critical thinking of me being able to scam and me being able to get inside of the banks and me be able to get these people credit card. My best thinking got me nine years behind a federal correctional facility. Wow. My best thinking put me there. So no matter how intelligent and smart I am, I'm smart enough to put my dumb self up in prison. Exactly. And you know, she had a TV show that she was going to produce and everything. I would like to see that one day. Yeah, I, she was shopping it. And I think at the time, it MTV yeah, and VH1, they both yeah. was bidding for this show. Yeah. And I think BT was the first one that was able to catch it. It was going to be called The Peggy Show. And they was going to do a pilot with her or whatever not. And so, yeah, they were they were definitely in talks. A lot of opportunities have been lost. Well, it's been real, my brother. It definitely has. Just sitting here and talk about Peggy. The, the Peggy, Peggy show, show, episode one of Scams. Scams. How to get away with it and how to get caught. Definitely. And we'll see you guys next week. Next week. Scams. That was way. Yeah. That was way. Yeah. Nice. How did it sound? Oh, was that supposed to be recording? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You laughing. You know how many times I don't had that happen to me? That happened to me twice. And I made sure it never happened again. Oh, man. That's the worst engineering joke ever. It never gets old, unfortunately. Still looked up and said, What? No, it's all good. Still looked up and said, What? Man. What's happening, world? My name is Norm Steele. And I'm AKA Gorilla BLACK. And we want to talk to you today about our new show, Scams. Scams, how to get away with it and how to get caught. Scams is a weekly series where we come in and we talk about scammers, people who have got over, like the guy that sold the Brooklyn Bridge a couple times. Yes, and also Peggy Fulford, AKA Mama. And a whole bunch of other just crooked people and conniving people that happen to be the most charismatic individuals in the world. Now, you can find Scams on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know, wherever you listen to your podcasts, also hit us up on YouTube at the Digital Soapbox Network. Scams. How to get away with it and how to get caught. Is it right there? Make us like a little 30, 40 second promo. Mm-hmm. And have it just run. That was it right there. That was it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's dope. That's dope. And then you'll be able to take it and, you know. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. 
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Even though Tariq St. Patrick was betrayed and almost taken out last season, he's not totally on his own in the final season of Power Book 2 Ghost. For better or for worse, his partner in the drug game, Braden Weston, is his ride or die, and it's them against the world. But when Braden goes all in on this life, Tariq has to wonder, is there really room for both of them at the top? Power Book 2 Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. 